Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and we haven't done this in a little while, but on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, it's a bit of a rock star fireside chit fireside? Fireside? Fireside chit-chat. Whereas myself, Carlo Batara, my brother Nick Caradza, and Mike DeZormo, we kind of sit around, and I thought we were going to dive straight into a condo talk, but we ended up talking about everything except for condos for at least the first 20-25 minutes, so be prepared. If you want to skip through that, um, feel free to skip through to the 25-minute mark or so, and then we start having a casual conversation about the condo, Toronto condo scene, um, or, or actually the condo scene in all of the Golden Horseshoe, and we talk about the population and interest rate stuff and the whole bit, but before that, we're all over the map talking about surfing and tequila and DMT and everything uh, that just came to mind randomly. So that's why we're calling this one the rock star fireside chit chat. Hopefully you enjoy this. And look, if you are listening to this and you haven't checked out some of the population reports that we put out, you have to go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. The latest one is Ontario's population explosion, the untold story. When you look at some of the data going on here, and we referenced some of this during this episode, of the show, the population growth that's happening right here is completely unheard of. And when you're from this area, until you travel around North America and come back here, you don't quite fully appreciate the explosion in population that's ha- that's happening right here. We had some friends recently come from the States and they were just shaking their heads at what is happening in Toronto from how they remember it when they were working up here some 10 or 15 years ago. So uh, this is something kind of unique that's happening in Toronto. Take a look at some of the data. And the reason this data is important as real estate investors, the population growth is obviously driving demand for properties right around the Golden Horseshoe. People are moving in and need rentals, and that's what's driving the condo market. People are uh, families who are were going to try to buy in Toronto itself are moving out both east, north, and west all around the city and the entire Golden Horseshoe. So check out this data. It's really important. Sometimes I think none of us see the forest for the trees, and this is an attempt to kind of bring some clarity to that. So you can go get those reports at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Caradza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live. Nick, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here, and I can hear you so crystal clear. It's amazing. Let's talk about the sound quality. Let's, uh, Mike was just talking about books. I just gave Carlo a book. So if you're listening to this, I just gave Carlo. So you're here with Carlo Batara, Nick Caradza, my younger brother who I have to keep in check and Mike DeZormo. And, uh, Aftermath, I gave uh, Carlo this book. Aftermath, it started a conversation on books. And Mike, you were saying that you just showed your wife a series of books that you have. Where do you keep your books in your basement? In the basement. In, in a box? one room. And it's like my them. dedicated library. No, it's, there's so, nice shelving. So there's other people building a library that nobody will want? <laughs> <laughs> there was more of us. And then Sarah asked, she's like, do you have anything from Eckhart Tolle? I think it was The Power of Now she specifically asked for. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I brought her downstairs to show her the, the secret 
pass her way to this library and she's like you never came down you never looked at all the books that i have so most women have like purses and shoe fetishes i got a book fetish doesn't mean i read them all but i feel smarter than just them being in the house at my disposal oh you want to talk about this subject let me just go do a quick read and and supplements i've seen a picture of your supplement cabinet that's a problem too yeah Yeah, you're right yeah eckhart tolle i listened to that in my honda civic that changed my life that freaking book man that book was crazy yeah if those i I love that book one like those books it might it, it, it's almost like it's got to hit you at the right time because totally. you could read it five years later and you're like, what, was it? what, what did of, I read? Piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've recommended books to people and then read them after I've recommended them. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Been there, done that. Yeah. But no, that book, The Power of Now, and then I think his next book or one of his other books was like A New World or something. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. took me probably three to four minutes per page to read. Right. It was wow. so dense. Yeah. And I remember handing it to someone saying, this book is going to change your life. <laughs> Two weeks later, they handed it back to me, said, Tom, you know, maybe this is for you, but I can't even make any sense of what this guy's talking about. Take this book back, man. Get this out of my hands. But uh, yeah, anyway. And then uh, I also just heard today, I want to tell you guys that Michael Jordan starting a tequila. Did you, did you oh, guys wow. know this? Yeah, told me that. Yeah, with four or five NBA owners. Oh. Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks guy. I don't know why I look at Carl. So the only, but the, the only NBA. reason Tom's telling you that is because he wants to show that he was ahead of the curve again. And he's, you know, his, his, yeah. why yeah. he started liking tequila. That's why everyone else is liking it now. Yeah, so that's, that's no nice. secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. <laughs> it's like, there's endless stories of this. Yeah. Because people have not liked tequila for a long time. Yeah. Oh, no, not until Tom started liking it. No, no, no. Yeah. It's definitely gotten a lot trendier. And uh, yeah, see, yeah, see? Totally. it's just matter of fact, <laughs> Carl. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. And uh, but there's a there's a podcast right now with Joe Rogan and Dan Aykroyd. Have you guys heard it? No, no. You gotta listen to the first ten minutes of Dan Aykroyd explaining his vodka. Who's Dan Aykroyd again? Dan Aykroyd. How name. old are you? You know brothers, actor, yeah. comedian. Oh, okay. I remember oh the name. God. I just don't yeah. know who he is. We're old. You're millennial, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know what he You're is. not a millennial. You're like 30. How old are you? I'm not telling you on this podcast. Just, I don't <laughs> like a billion people listen to this podcast now. <laughs> you're, you're not a millennial. <laughs> and then, and then Carlo, am. have you heard of 1942 tequila? Don Julio? Um, I'd heard of Don Julio. No excuse. You are a millennial, but there's no excuse not to know. No, I know that one. It's the <laughs> clear bottle. Great. Now we're putting Carlo uh, on the spot. It's goldish. Gold? It's right but there. Tom's yeah. Tom always keeps yeah, yeah. it there. So they do not sell that at the LCBO anymore. Oh, well, I was just in Mexico, so I definitely drank a lot of that. And they had to pay. we had to pay extra to drink that. Or you had to have the yeah, platinum that's, bracelet. That's the real deal. But the, <laughs> the grandma-looking bottle... That Tom oh, yeah. has, I the have class, no idea. Class, class Azul? Azul? Yeah. That's actually, some people prefer it over the Don Julio 42. Okay. Yeah. And well, there's different levels of the Class Azul too. Some of, in, in Toronto, and I'm saying it because you go to all the bars and stuff, some of the, most of them will have a higher end Class Azul that's more expensive than the 42. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I don't drink, guys. I don't drink. Throwing. I don't do any drugs. I don't even go out at night. <laughs> Look no, at that. Uh, Everyone's uh, just yeah. blank. Yeah. Like, don't so what, we feed us some kind of bullshit. Lying on the podcast <laughs> but, now? Um, that's what it is? <laughs> But you did go, uh, aren't you just going surfing again? Or you did, you actually went surfing again this year or something? Yeah, I finally got to the proper surf trip since I tore my Achilles and just changed my perspective on everything I'm doing again. What was the catalyst to you going? <laughs> <laughs> I like that setup. Basically, <laughs> about a month before, um, I think Rob Minton, is that his name? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe a month or two months before. He walked into the office and I was like, hey. And he was like, hey, what's up? I remember you. You're the surfer. And then Nick creeps out from the back. He's like, nah, he works now. He just works. He's a worker. He's not a surfer. I see him every day. And it's not. And I was like, 
fuck <laughs> you're actually true <laughs> made him question the purpose to his life yeah this shit hurt my surfing. feelings and i was like wait a minute he's right i do just work so weren't you supposed to go to costa rica this week yeah so i'm supposed to go i'm trying to find a flight for either thursday or friday i was supposed to leave today is that for surfing yeah just nice. to surf and then um meet with craig and patricia they're, they're doing a mastermind an amazon mastermind and then Patricia's like, you should come. And I was like, well, it's in Costa Rica. I'll definitely go. Oh, really? Greg yeah. who? Greg Kowalchuk? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So it's like a super private mastermind that they're going to. Oh, so, okay. I didn't yeah. know because we weren't invited to it. No, it's like, <laughs> okay. they're not running it. They got invited to it. But yeah. Okay, got it. Got it. And uh, so I'm going to meet up with them right after. Cool. And, and uh, where were you earlier this year surfing? Was it Costa Rica? Yeah, Costa Rica and Tamarindo. And, and that's uh, a good spot? An amazing spot. Costa Rica just in general. If you've never surfed before... Uh, Costa Rica has some really good beginner waves, uh, just, just in general. And then Tamarindo is just a type of spot that's like super touristy. And I've got some really good friends out there. Shout out to Elias from Salt, Salt, a surf is life therapy. And uh, he used to live here. I used to surf with him. And I literally hit him up and I was like, man, I don't know if I can surf anymore. When I was in California in April, I surfed like shit. And I was just like, damn, I can't just pick it up and go. And um, so I just trained really, I've been training really hard. And then I went to Tamarindo met up with Elias and he was like bro don't tell me you can't surf let's go right now and then we went and so he moved there from Toronto yeah he actually is from um what's that country that has all the beautiful women that is in volatile right now like super Columbia? Venezuela 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 <clears throat> so he lived here couldn't get stay here for he worked at a surf shop which is funny and then um couldn't get immigration and then got shipped or basically asked to leave then he left and then went to Venezuela and it was the shits. And then he ended up in Costa Rica, which is every surfer's dream to live in Costa Rica. And now he what, runs some surf school there? Yeah, he runs a surf, surf school called SALT, um, which means surf as life therapy. And that's pretty much what we use surfing for. It's like our favorite thing to do, but also it's like a good way for us to calm ourselves down and chill out. No drugs, no partying, no alcohol, just surfing. Why do you keep saying no drugs? Every time someone I feel says like no drugs a lot, I feel like they do a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to like overcompensate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No drugs, no drugs. Shit, I take all that back. We did all oh, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And uh, I just realized when I was surfing out there, I realized like I was surfing means so much, so much to me that I would try to work and I couldn't even get like 30% of the stuff that I was doing when I was back home because I would just work. But huh. when I would surf and do my stretches and do my meditation. I was like, wait a minute, there's only this much time I have to you do work. It. So I think part of me, because meditation's gotten so popular right now, I'm like this, just kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear anyone talk about I meditation know, right? anymore because everyone talks about meditation. But I mean, I do believe you need yeah. time alone with yourself, whatever that yeah. means, whether it's at the gym, reading a book or reflecting on your thoughts, like whatever yeah. meditation is. But I feel like everyone's like, well, what's your meditation practice right yeah. now? Like, are you med I'm meditating 30 minutes and I'm re releasing natural DMT into my brain. And, you know, it's all this kind of shit. But uh, yeah, um, did you go down and do that ayahuasca stuff? I forget. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did that. That was years ago. That was, And you liked that? I did. This is the first time I'm going to share this publicly again. Thanks for putting me on the spot, Tom. You don't have um, to. No, it's cool. It's, you just, said, I okay. just asked me if I did ayahuasca, and I said, yeah. But, um, yeah, I did that back in, I think, 2016 or 2017, I don't remember. And that was in Peru, and I was in the Amazon for, like, 10, 11 days. That guy's actually sick, so I feel really bad. It was, like, this white dude from Phoenix, and he he's lived in the Amazon for, like, 30 or 40 years or something. And um, recommended by, I'm not going to call anyone out, by a few people that I, I, I look 
to as mentors and uh, ended up being amazing. Like it's not fun in the sense where it's like, hey guys, you want to do some mushrooms and hang out in the forest? It's nothing like that. It's it's intense work. It's intense. Like if you if you treat it that way, and I treat, I've always thought of ayahuasca and all those plant medicines as inner work versus just going out to have fun. You know. That's how I've always kind of understood it. And we've never done it. Mike, you've never done no, it either. No, no, our, our mom, you know that, went yeah. and did it before. I think anyone ever mentioned it to us in our lives. Yeah, our mom's that's the like, first time I'd heard of it. We're going, she's, she's like... Another get, person that I wasn't going to call out. but Yeah, well, she, I think she's late 60s at that point. I feel like it was 10 years ago. She's like, I'm going to some Brazilian rainforest to meet a shaman and I'm going to do some plant medicine in the yeah. forest or they in call the it the forest. mother yeah yeah that, yeah and uh that was a lot that was before we didn't even i had never even heard of it yeah. so i didn't even know but we know our mom for long enough that we know okay you do crazy shit and if you're gonna go yeah. do that so uh, that hurt like what's happening to the, to the amazon right now like actually really hurt mentally and emotionally i never even shared that with anyone like i was like what the fuck are these guys doing and what do you mean all the fires that are going yeah because right they're not they're not natural fires <clears throat> the brazilian presence a little nuts and He's literally just creating these fires, paying people to create these fires. In short, like I'm obviously don't fact check me on all these things, but he's it basically- It sounds like it needs some fact checking. <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot of facts, but there's a, there's a lot of facts. There's even, uh, there's a really cool show called um, Patriot Act. Okay. And then uh, with, what's his name? They're, he's part of um, The Daily Show. Um, Hassan Minaj. He's okay. not Trevor Noah. The comedian guy? Yeah, so okay. he does, he had a whole bit about what the Bra what the Brazilian president is doing right now that no it's not getting any any light and lots of facts so in there. So just give me the summary. He's lighting on fire to get aid from around the world maybe? No, so he you before the fires even happened, this was already happening at a smaller level in Brazil by the president. He was basically he shut down certain segments of the government in order for to allow people to just go into the Amazon and do whatever the fuck they want. And and it's it's there were smaller scale fires that were traced back to the companies that he shut down or, or the, the entities that he shut down that would have stopped these things. And then each tree is something like ridiculous. Each tree has evaluated to have been like one hundred and forty seven thousand dollars of income for Brazil. And that's why they can they literally chose places of land and, and Patriot Act breaks us down amazingly in a funny way, but also a very serious way of like. Brazil's messing up some shit right now. Think we gotta yeah. plant some trees. I think we got. Yeah. I mean, if you go to the tree, <laughs> if you go to the Amazon, it's you it's get half that. Yeah, you can't plant trees. Like the Amazon's just so unique. Like it's it's crazy. Like Iquitos, where I was in Peru, is the largest city in the world that has no road access. Road or uh, you can only not even water access. You can't get there. So how'd you get the there? An airplane, and like you can't. There's no road access to get to that spot. Huh. It's the largest city that has no uh, no road access. What's really high or something? No, there's just no roads. It's in the middle of the Amazon. And like you literally get dropped off in an airplane and it's this ghetto. It looks like you're in a major city, but all the roads there are shipped through either airplanes or these massive uh, shipping truck. Uh, what are they called? Ships, containers. And when you see these in the Amazon, you're like, are we in the ocean? It's kind of like how people look at Sorry, Lake Ontario. Rewind for a second. All these ships are flown in the to this city? No, not the ships. The, oh. the cars. Oh, and then God. I don't actually know logistically how those ships get in there. But they're, you know when you picture those giant shipping container ships crossing the ocean? Those are all in Iquitos, in the Amazon, in the Amazon rainforest in the middle by Iquitos. 
I feel like you just give me seven days worth of research that I need to do oh, now dude, on, all it's, these, on the Brazilian rainforest. And no, but that's Peru. So Peru has the majority well, you were of the influence that. when you saw these ships. No, no, no. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> nervous as shit. I was like, what am I doing? What did I sign up for? I've never had to turn the mics down. I swear for this, this conversation, I've turned the mics yeah. down. Are you stoned right now? No, <laughs> I, I wish. What's happening here? I would start okay, the uncensored uh, version. Just but. one last thing. You know yeah. how it's trendy right now to go to some things where you don't even take ayahuasca to. Re- does ayahuasca release DMT? No, so what the right no? No, so what oh. ayahuasca does is it induces DMT and then it, it shuts down MEO3, I believe, which is the chemical that's also naturally produced in your body that stops DMT from reacting in your body. Okay. So DMT but, runs through So in what's your body. the trend with some of these events or conferences now where you go to to learn how to release DMT naturally yourself? Oh, you there's there's a few things. There's like breathing, which actually can like that's been around for a long time, holotropic breathing. I've, I've been watching that for a while. But have you found that like it's getting trend that whole time? Absolutely. And that's trend. why I, I kept it a secret that I did ayahuasca for a long time because everyone be like, yeah, you look like the type of dude. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Well, you <laughs> do. So that's why I just like, hey guys, this is inner work for me. I'm not going to share it to, with everyone, but everyone kind of knows now. And then surfing again, what, next week you said? Yeah, hopefully I'm, I can get a flight either between Thursday to Monday. Nice, man. I'm happy for I You do need to go surfing, man. I'm happy for you, for real. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's important. Um, and then, Mike, what are you? What's going on with you? Because uh, like you're telling me a little bit, you Mike, just you can't see Mike if you're listening to this, obviously. Oh yeah, we don't Mike do vid- no video anymore. We're gonna do video in the new office. We have too much going on, mm. and we're just not doing video temporarily. And I dressed up too. Last time I didn't dress up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I can see you dressed up with your skull dress shirt on. But, uh, uh, you can't see this, but you are wearing a dress shirt, but it does have skulls all over. Yeah. But it, it it does look nice. But uh, Mike walks in here with uh, bandages all over his body, so I don't know what. <laughs> the heck is going one on bandage on the arm, we one got on the like leg. ayahuasca yeah. surfer <laughs> like i don't even know what to say tom's <laughs> making fun of carl and i'm not making fun of anyone i'm just like what the heck is going on because i know this prp i'm stuff, offended but, i'm yeah. offended yeah yeah oh shit <laughs> literally over an hour ago yeah i got my first prp injection for the acl that i tore so uh Mike's basically Kobe Bryant. So walk walk through this. Yeah. What they extract blood from you? Yeah. So this is the surgeon that did the work on my knee. So he, uh, yeah, you just basically um, lay down on a bed. He extract blood from you. He puts that through a centrifuge. That pulls out this. Plate. Are you lying there while he's centri? Like do you I hear can hear. This? I heard the machine. So going. you hear blood spinning around? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you hear the, you don't necessarily hear the blood. You hear the machine going. Okay. Yeah, and then. Um, he comes back out. So in the syringe now is this, it can range from white to salmon color. And it's these platelets that like it's uh, your own, it's, so it's your own blood. And from there, these growth factors are extracted out. Yeah, they told you healing. it was yours. I know, I know. Is this really? a long way of saying you took steroids? <laughs> well, this is clearly experimental. It's not covered. Like you have to pay out yeah. of pocket. Well, and that gets Kobe injected. did it years ago. Well, hold on, yeah. let him finish. Yeah. Yeah, no. no, and it gets injected into the injury site. So it's very common right now for people that have, say, uh, shoulder issues, uh, tennis elbow. So it's not stem Achilles. cells or anything like that. No, a little different. Little concentration different. of your blood that oh, has more plasma. What did you say? It, they're gro- it's so platelet-rich plasma. It's the That's growth it factors for healing. So it's your own blood. And so it's just basically a higher concentration that they're injecting directly into the injured site. So in my case had surgery three months ago with a replacement ACL. This is to help with that healing. Because the knee especially, it's encapsulated and there's not a lot of blood flow there. And that's why there's no repair on an uh, ACL. I think Mike should fly to the States and go get some growth hormone injected. I, no, I told Mike I, I want to fly to Panama with them because yeah. all those U.S. doctors are going to Panama because they're losing their license for what they're doing in the States. Mm-hmm. 
I want to go to Panama to those U.S. doctors. Remember we heard about those mm-hmm. guys that were injecting yep. stem cells? Yeah, Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah that Mel was, Gibson's dad. That's right. Yeah. That was another Joe Rogan podcast right. where Mel Gibson's dad was going down there. Yeah. I totally want to do that stuff. Yeah. So when you go, <laughs> okay. just let me know. Carlo will book a car. I want to go too, Is there man. surfing in Panama? Absolutely. We'll just check really all the boxes. Surf. Yeah. Surf, burn ourselves, get But that's themselves. like 10 times the price of surfing, of surf trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... That's crazy. I didn't know you can walk right out when you get PRP. Yeah, it was literally an hour and a half ago. Wow. Yeah, it just feels like a lot of pressure in the knee right now, but it'll subside. So do they give you like back <laughs> So basically, <laughs> Hopefully. wait a second, rewind. So, so it feels like crap. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel yeah, good. Yeah, you're limping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. but apparently in two days, it's going to start feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they did they yeah. give you history behind it? Because the only thing I know about PRP yeah. is Kobe Bryant did it yeah. in the off season, yeah. and he'd had to go to Germany because it wasn't legal here gotcha. or in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would go to Germany. I didn't realize you can just walk right out after. Yeah. And so it's just supposed to speed your healing. Correct. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You guys are making, I'm doing some stuff right now where I'm doing an eight hour eating window from like 12 to eight and just playing around with that. And my stuff seems so boring compared to what you're talking about <laughs> and what you're doing. <laughs> I did talk to Dr. Cowan today about it though. Uh, and uh, he's he thinks I'm on the verge of either making it through it and this is really working well for me or crashing really hard. So tomorrow I have to take the the cortisol test gotcha. where throughout the day you measure your cortisol levels and that little spit test and they give yeah. you the results back. So I'm gonna do that tomorrow and see what happens with that. But, uh, and then uh, Nick, you don't have any injuries or you haven't taken any drugs or anything like that. Okay. So no, but it sounds like I'm missing out. No, I'm just looking around. I'm like, does this guy have any bandages I'm gonna on fly him? To, I'm going to fly to Costa Rica, go surfing, go to go to the Amazon, do some ayahuasca, and then stop stop uh, just at Oakville Trafalgar, or not Oakville Trafalgar anymore, the Oakville Hospital, get some yeah. PRP on the way home. Yeah. That's my next but, week's uh, schedule. So if you're looking for me, that's that's where I'll be. Did you throw some tequila into that? <laughs> yeah, I'll be drinking tequila the whole time. <laughs> we have to order this Don Julio 1942 tequila now by the case wow. because what Mike was saying and Nick was saying because they don't sell it by the bottle at the uh, at the liquor store. Mike, of course, always has a connection. So Mike oh. has a friend who owns a restaurant. So through this guy, we bought a case of this. Yeah, tequila. You, need a, you, need a li- you need a license to get it because I went wow. to the liquor store looking for it. And the guy's like, I have a case in the back. I'm like, great. Get it for me. And he's like, no. I'm like, what are you talking That's about? He's like, him. you need a li- you need like a reseller license to be able to get get oh. it now. They, and you didn't before. Before last Christmas, you didn't. They changed it around the New Year. I was gonna say I've definitely seen it before, but I didn't realize. Yeah, they it was just changed just the LCBL. That's a challenge with the LCBL, man. You just stuck, yeah, you right? You can't rules. do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're trapped. Yeah. The best part of the, this is I, I, I tell him, like, hey, the case has arrived. He's like, oh great, and I send him the invoice. It's over twelve hundred bucks. Oh, and shit. He's like, this is cheaper than at the. LCBO. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's a deal, man. That's amazing. Uh, I'm like, like, I thought it was 12 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's six. You know why? That's why I swear to God, 30 minutes later, not even I get a text from Nick. Hey, do you want to split this case with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll split the case. I don't even know how many bottles I'm splitting. I thought I was getting six bottles. I didn't know the case was six bottles. So I'm getting three bottles. So Nick was just trying to dump them on his brother. I went downstairs. I found out I still have three bottles. Like, how, much tequila, how much tequila do I need? Party at Perfect Nick's time for the trip. Party at Nick's house. You know what? Though, that's gonna. We'll save that case. Well, not. We don't have to save the case. But we'll save a few bottles for the new office once it finally gets we'll do done. A tequila we'll grand do a te- opening. A tequila party. Yeah. We're doing, get rid of this tequila. Everybody come in. With take the, Ubers home. With the amount of glass we have in that office, is it can oh only end God. poorly. Oh, no. Wow. For the amount of 
No, that, the amount of money that office is costing us, we were joking. No one's allowed to touch anything. <laughs> you just come <laughs> in gonna, and You're going to plastic wrap yeah. everything like an old... You like, just look yeah. at it at the office and you walk out. <laughs> you know out. at the gym, when you go to the gym, you got to wipe down your furniture, uh, wipe down your equipment after you get off it. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do with yeah. these chairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have furniture wet ones everywhere. <laughs> just wipe down where you sat. Actually, with the cost of the interior build-out, we're, we're, we're going to start a new trend. There's no furniture. You just use the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really it's a really modern feel. You know what I mean? Japanese slash modern. Well, it's like it's like yoga right because then you're sitting then you're like one with the earth and you take your shoes off when you come in everyone has that standing desk whether they want it or not because we're not paying for chairs standing desk they just hold their laptop in one hand and type with the other one it's great and and listen i I have to share some news that happened in the uh, financial markets today before we get onto this condo talk because uh um today the fed had to go in and throw 53 billion dollars um into the market they haven't done that in 10 years and that's a big deal Fifty-three billion, uh, yeah, fifty-three billion dollars. They haven't done it in ten years. They weren't supposed to do it. This is an emergency thing. Canadian or American? American. So it's real money. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) the Fed's going to apparently. So by the time anyone's listening to this, they'll have already made their decision. But they meet tomorrow. I think they're going to cut rates again. And I was just thinking about if they cut rates. So I think the Fed fund rate. I think it's a two percent. Does anyone know? No. That's too too geeky. I, I think thought it was a, just over. I thought it was two and a quarter. Okay, or something around it's, that. It's right around so that. if they do a quarter point cut once a quarter, then for two years it would take two years to go to get the the rate right down to zero. Right? right. If they if it wasn't an emergency and they just did that, which means we could have two more years of a crazy stock market. Like if there's nothing crazy that hits the market and they just keep lowering the rates, it would kind of juice the stock market. I got to figure. So it could be two years. Like. Trump might have because wh- when's his election next year? Yes, next, next year, year and next fall. Yeah, so he might if they keep producing rates. That's why he's on them. He wants a nice he's economy for his up. re-election. Yeah, no, for sure. So it is two point two five. That's what it, it got dropped two point two five in the summer. Okay, so now if they drop it again, it'll probably go to two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they got two years and a bit if they do a quarter point a quarter, dropping it. Um, so this guy might get a raging economy for another couple of years. Like this thing might have legs if you keep producing rates because. Th- they can do that for it's two years. It's the liquidity years. thing that's freaky because that's what caused that freeze up in, in 08, right? 08, yeah. Yeah, end of 08. I think they stopped doing those things in 09, but started in 08, yeah. And, uh, no, but I'm saying the lack of liquidity, was, yeah. which is what caused the real problems with the Bear Stearns and stuff like that. They were just That's where they Yeah, well, all the go. articles are coming out today saying, yeah, there's a little bit uh, lacking cash in the system because the Fed's been tightening up a little mm-hmm. bit. And But all the comments on the Wall Street Journal and New York Times about today's action are that there's something else going on in the market that no one seems to exactly know. And like, that's all that's said. So wow. remember, remember when you used to like buy a stock and like based on like the fundamentals, fundamentals of the business and like, yeah, you know, yeah. like profit margins and customer base and stuff. Now you just buy a stock and you just like, I don't know, hopefully like something, there's no like crazy something. thing that happens and they, everything keeps going up. Yeah. And so here's what I want to get your, all your opinion on is that if the, if the Fed cuts rates, Bank of Canada is going to follow. So the Bank of Canada is going to cut rates. We still seem to have a lot of demand here. Actually, um, was it Carlo or Mike? Which one of you guys knows how much demand was on that condo that went out? Mm. Both of us. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. yeah what? Can you describe that situation? Where that condo was and how? What was the action on it? So, yeah, so what? Yeah. It's kind of unofficial because you're not supposed to. For context, Galleria Park. Yeah, Galleria Park. Yeah. Um, phase right. one of eight I like phases. how you guys went from unofficial, not supposed to, to just naming yeah. the Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I think we can share it. Yeah. Um, Why not? I will. I will. I will. Okay. Mike's going <laughs> to okay. share Mike's gonna share it. Cause yeah. he's, so out yeah. of um, the high 200 available units, so yeah. it's like 289, 290, something yeah. like that. There was over uh, 2,000 Just uh, under. Offers. 
yeah. just under two or right around just, two thousand. Just under three hundred units, so two ninety. Yeah. I just I wait. Sorry, I got to recap this. So there's just under three hundred units, yeah. and there was just about two thousand worksheets where people were yeah. putting offers on these things. Yes, I don't know. No comment. That's the part that I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Okay. Okay. So there was a lot. There was a lot. There, there was, was almost ten demand. times the amount. But uh-huh. in, in in all fairness, it was a, it was a unique. Uh, it is a unique development. Why? At, well, yeah. Uh, can you describe it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Dufferin and Dupont, uh, phase one of eight uh, buildings to go up. Um, uh, part of the negotiations with the cities was that, with the city was that an eight-acre park had to be built. Galleria mm-hmm. Mall was going to be completely revamped to be higher-end boutique, and the Emerson Community Center was going to be rebuilt to be one of the second largest. Well, to be the second largest community center in Toronto. So to have that, like I was yeah. downtown. We have a, fr- a mutual friend that came down from California uh, a couple weeks ago. I went downtown with my wife. I grew up in Toronto and I now live in Oakville. But going back downtown Toronto nowadays. It's a different um, beast. Oh my, it's, it's Cement City. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's Smell City. <laughs> that too, that too. Yeah, no, that was, we definitely commented on hey, it. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Yeah, yeah no offense. Yeah, people that live in Toronto, but yeah, just. No yeah. offense. No offense <laughs> to people live in Toronto. <laughs> to, the, to the millions and millions of yeah. people. Yeah. Anyone who might be living in Toronto. You guys all smell. Yeah. Oh my God. But. Um, yeah, there's to, to have that in your in your yeah. backyard to have that park community center and that boutique mall like there's nothing like that in yeah. the city and this is just outside of the core too so you're not in that mm-hmm. uh, hustle but the bustle. core keeps growing it does yeah right for just sure. like how when <clears throat> my parents moved to Oakville none of my friends would come to Oakville now half my friends live in Oakville and it's you know the core just oh, keeps yeah. growing even while uh, Oakville yeah, to me I grew up on the east side of Mississauga not even yeah. in the city and and Oakville was the edge of the earth yeah like I'm yeah. like Oakville we're gonna go all the way out to Oakville it was like a real problem in my yeah. life to go to Oakville like, I felt like <laughs> yeah. I was going to the farm you know and that's the same yeah. way that I was we were talking about in our presentations for Galleria Park if you don't live in the city you don't realize that each block is a completely different neighborhood and calls for a different type of profiling <laughs> so like People from King West don't really like the people from Queen West. The people, every everyone. Oh, is, really? There's politics like a- that. Absolutely. And then, like, oh, where do you? People automatically profile you when you tell them where you live. That's why, you know, you guys are. Oh, I live in Oakville. People profile you guys too, mm-hmm. right? And um, depending on what part of the neighborhood or what what neighborhood in Toronto you live in, then you get profiled. But D- Dufferin and Dupont, going back to the project, super unique. They're going to revamp a whole block, that you know, eight eight buildings, like Mike was saying. Eight acre park. Okay, so walk um, is for people who've never bought condos before. Can you just walk through it? Like, how does that work? How does the whole launch work? How do these worksheets work? Can you just explain that a little bit yeah. to paint that picture? Yeah. First, it's always different, and it's changed. There's no rules to this. It's always changing. It's always based on the market. Just like you know, a little bit off topic, but not really. Just like any business, you have to move with the market. So I'll backtrack all the way to the first condo project I ever went to, um, it was either Marilyn Monroe, one of the first phases, where you had to literally walk. So in Mississauga, the <clears throat> curvy building. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how everyone would describe it, that curvy building. Anyway, so, um, yeah, you we would be given what's called the packages with the price lists and layouts. And then we would get a certain amount of time to review it. And then go to your clients and say, okay, so the builder says, Hey, you're a real estate agent. Yeah. You can have these packages. Yes. So even before that, there was exclusive invites to, for people who have sold in the past or can provide some sort of proof that we're going to be able to sell. And the first one I went to, I, uh, I got invited. 
I basically weaseled my way in. I wasn't, I was like 19 years old. You hustled. Yeah, and then it was a guy, I don't know if he's still in the game, I don't want to put him on blast either, so um, let's call him Jacob. So Jacob, the way I got into him, this crazy story is he actually got a DUI, and he was like, the only way I'm going to, and long story short, he was allowed to keep his license if he never drove. So that's why he's like, I have to move to Toronto. And then he started selling condos, and they just would walk or take taxis. And he was the first one that he was allowed to keep his license if he never drove. Yeah, for X amount of time. Like, and he was like, if you oh, get caught it. driving, your license will be taken away immediately. And so he's the one who actually got me into the condo game. And he was like, hey, come, come with me, give me a ride to Toronto. And uh, and then he showed me like, hey, like these projects, blah blah blah. There's one going to happen in Mississauga. Nah, nah, nah. Then he kind of got me into that stuff. So he had an inside connection. Yeah, based on all the stuff he was doing in Toronto. Okay. And then he got me in. So then you get packages and worksheets and you get to review it. And, it, and this is the good old days where condos were $130,000. Um, and then you have two weeks or a week to review, like 10 days. And then you have the launch date. It's usually like on a Saturday. So you get the packages. You can share them with your clients or yeah. any condo buyers that you might know. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And it was, the internet wasn't a... Um, an everyday communication type thing yet. And so I remember I would literally go to all the businesses and locally and be like, Hey, you guys want to invest in this condo, blah, blah, blah. And let's say we got it. What's today? A Tuesday. So let's say it's next Saturday, the event, we'd have to bring all of our clients to that event on Saturday and line up outside. So if I had 15 people, I would literally bring them all and thinking about this it actually makes it the most fair because you know that the builder isn't lying. Whoever shows up first, you get first access based on the invite. So it's really an exclusive group, like 50 people. And then you literally, let's say you guys are my clients, you four. Whoever shows up first, you get to choose first. You know, there's only three of us sitting here. I know. Sorry. I'm like, who's the fourth person? You I can't, was thinking the same you thing. You can't see that person it. sitting next to Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Because that ayahuasca I has some tequila. lasting effects. <laughs> no, 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 okay, go on. So, so you go with your people. Yeah, and then... The so, doors open. Yeah, you, you four, like yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. Us four, we go. <laughs> and then there's a giant board, and it shows all the units. So then us four before, like us three, the, the, the 10 days before... We're labeling which units we like. And then we walk up to the thing, the board, like the Rockstar board there, show all the units. And let's say Nick's first. And I'd be like, hey, Nick, your top choice, it's got a red dot on it. It's not available. Your second choice, it's, it's available. You want it? And then we'll be like, okay, we want this unit, blah, blah, blah. They put a, a red sticker on it. Then you'd go wait. And they drop the paperwork. the paperwork. And then Mike would be next. I mean, like, this is our, your first choice I available. I actually do like that way. It didn't mean that everyone had to go there, but I kind of do yeah. like that way. It just meant we were at the sales office for like 14 hours. Yeah, damn. And that's the painful part. That's the, yeah. pain. the way they move with the paper, they yeah. just, their paperwork yeah, is so, so extensive. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it definitely was. And you really don't know what you're signing, but you feel pressured that you got to sign Absolutely. it to get the deal. And, uh. Well, because it's like, it's yeah, like it's 80 thick. pages. I know, I know, yeah. I know. And yeah. um, then that transformed into the board to fax it in on a certain date and time and then turned into emails. Okay. And what it is now. So on this one that just went down that we were talking about. Yeah. Now it's not go there at all. It's if you have interest, you fill out a little worksheet, which yeah. is basically your name. You still got to find a VIP broker to get you in. Okay. So the, you need yeah. someone who has access. Yeah. You fill out a worksheet that basically what's on the worksheet. It's just your name and like how much you're willing to spend. <laughs> yeah. Not, not even that. It's a, uh, it's, Every worksheet would be a little bit different, but the basics are covered. Your information, 
and then your top five choices as an example top three to five choices of condo units or floors or both yeah both. units and floors yeah. units and floors yeah. and okay that's it. Yeah. And, and then you just send those over to the builder yeah for this project okay yeah. you send it over they gave they gave us a specific portal to log in and submit our worksheets and it was open for a certain day like three days i believe and then yeah and then going i spoke with some of the the sales team at the, the sales center <clears throat> and they did a full lottery, which was kind of cool, but kind of like, shit, that sucks. Because, you know, we, we try to push to get, it used to be that, come that first, come first. That does kind of suck because they can say they did a lottery, but who's really going to audit mm -hmm. that? Exactly. And they, so basically yeah. they just gave them the right to pick who they wanted to have condos to. Yeah. And it's their project, so they control it. So yep. good for them. Yeah. But on the outside, it's like, ugh. I know. And then, but I did speak to other people that I know that are big players in condos. And okay. some of them didn't get units either. So oh, really? They're eh? definitely not happy. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, that's why you just, it's, so what I've been telling people and Mike and I have been talking about it and what we've been telling people is it's kind of like being in multiple offers. If you're in multiple offers, just you, and you have a hard cap, you, and just put your budget, just put what you can afford and walk away and just see what we see get. See what happens. But the benefit between that and this is you, this is not a firm deal. Like you still have 10 days from the day you sign Got your it. offer. Got it. And really, if they select your name, it's just the worksheet. You haven't actually signed any paperwork no, or anything. No, exactly. Which is the risk, I guess, to the builder. Yeah. Because they don't want to call people who are not real and all that. You know, who yeah. say, ah, thanks for, I, I got selected, but forget it. I don't want the unit. Well, what yeah. is it? Like 25% of people, like, and not even just from the worksheet to the documents. After people sign the documents, isn't it like one quarter to one third of people typically Recent. back out? Yeah. Yeah, but in the cool yeah so buyer's remorse, the 10-day yeah. cooling off period, people yeah. are like, screw it. Yeah, because you don't know your actual price until you show up and you sign your document. So like, even if <laughs> That's awesome. I know Toronto's right? awesome right now, <laughs> just give us some money. And this, and again, this isn't a knock to anyone at this project or anything, but this was probably one of the most undetailed priceless I've ever seen. Cause they knew the demand was so high. Probably. I think it was just a rush. They were trying to get it out. I don't think it was like a, okay. a ploy. Uh, it was more like, okay, one bedroom start at this price. But there was like 17 one-bedroom layouts, no, all different yeah, square footage. No premium per floors, so we didn't know. It's yeah, we don't know what the a premium per floor. floor to a certain height, but we had no idea. Yeah. Okay. And then Nick, is that similar to what you went through on that recent purchase you did? No, you no, went. That was you a went bit in different. Person. I went. What? Um, it was like a Saturday. You had to go. It was like the old. No, school but way. I knew. But I was just going to sign the papers, so I already knew that I got it. Okay, so I, I submitted a worksheet. Okay. There was an allocation. You, knew you had it. So you were going in on that and Saturday. I was, yeah. I was going in just to sign the paperwork. Okay. When and you, that's was. So when you got an allocated unit, did they tell you your price right away? You know, it wouldn't be good if I remembered that type of stuff. Yeah. I know. I was going to say this. No, is I'm pretty sure I knew. Maybe 15 years ago. No, you, I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. I think I did know the price. Maybe maybe not the exact price. I feel yeah. like you knew the price but too I, for I, some I wanna reason. I want to feel like, I, I want to say yes. Yeah, there's usually a range. Really so okay. like you won't know, like everyone can do their calculations. But anyway, that's. Yeah, I'm and pretty that, sure I knew the price. I just didn't know. Um, I think there was going to be like some. I, I, additional costs. Yeah, cost. there was some additional costs. Like I, development little, charges. It ended up being a little bit. Not even those. There was something else. I, I, maybe it was like parking or locker. Okay. Th that type of stuff. I didn't know that. Condo fees. You know, just yeah. the typical stuff. So I didn't have I didn't have all the details. Yeah. But I think overall I had the, pr the price of that. Oh, that's what it was. It was an if it was an end unit, what the premium was for an end unit versus uh, something. That's that's what I didn't know yeah. that type of stuff. Oh, that's right, because it was like a condo townhome that you were buying. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't a condo like no, an no, apartment kind of stack town. So if okay. you had to guess, how different was the price that when you actually signed from what 
if you even did the calculation. No, it was pretty close. Okay. It was really, really close, actually. Yeah. But that was another project where they announced how many floors and then they... Yeah, I totally forget. It's funny. I was thinking about that when you were telling that story, Carlo, and I yeah. totally forget. But but I know like two weeks before closing, they added multiple floors to the building based on the demand they had. Yeah. So that's what they did. And I forget the numbers. I'll, I'll totally butcher them. So, But it wasn't like they added one. They yeah. added you know three, four, five, something like that. I want to say three or four. But To layer on top of that, I told Tom before we started recording that a lot of people don't know that um, the Merrill Monroe project, the Absolute Condos, was only supposed to be one 50-story building. And it actually changed to two 50-story buildings based on the VIP selling X amount of percentage. Yeah, well, that's what these guys... I remember that. Yeah. I remember that was in like the, the, all the papers. That sales office mm-hmm. was crazy. It was nuts. It was nuts. But how many buildings went up on that corner? Five. Four. Oh, yeah, five. five. So there's five. three 30-story buildings and two 50-story buildings. There, yeah, I, there's I, only I, supposed to be four 36-story buildings and one 50-story building. It's so crazy sometimes because you buy these. Like I was in one of the early phases before other buildings were built and beautiful view. You're yeah. like, oh, this is great. Then the other building goes up. You're like, oh, this is yeah. nice. I'm just looking to their I just have now. shade all day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what's happened? So price per square foot, because I know in Toronto, we're just seeing crazy stuff. What's yeah. the stuff that you saw in Oakville? Do you guys remember price per square foot in this Oakville? Like, one, do you remember? Six in district? Yeah. It was six, 695 average. Wow. Yeah, why are you saying wow? I just, I, again, just, I don't realize the information that I know. Like, so when I first started selling condos, it was about under $200 a square foot in Mississauga, and it was about $400 square f- dollars a square foot in Toronto. Yeah, and no, in no Toronto. No one to hear about that. that what was, no, it's true. <laughs> no, but what, okay, so now in comparison, so 695 a square foot for this Oakville one, this is what, Bronte and Dundas? No, what, yeah, what? Further east, yeah, I think it's Niagara. Niagara, yeah. Okay. D- Dundas, yep. and 695 a square foot, and you're, what were the Toronto ones that just had that we just talked about? Oh, they were nine, nine yeah, yeah, nine sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's because they're not down like in the downtown core. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. right? yeah, in the downtown yeah. core, you'd be over a thousand. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah. 14? Yeah. Yeah. So nine sixty-five, and that's why you guys liked it because at nine sixty-five, yeah. you're like, hey, this is pretty good. Yeah. Well, because eventually the people that are paying fourteen are like, look, I'm not going to pay fourteen to live here. I'd rather yeah. go pay nine sixty-five. The commute's not really that bad. There's transit. No. It's not that far. Mm-hmm. I can save that much money and go there. It's no yeah. different than why people move out to the suburbs. Right, mm-hmm. like so, it's the same type of principle. You're seeing it all in yeah. those areas. It's no different than why people will leave Mississauga to move to St. Catharines or leave Markham to move to yeah. Whitby or whatever. Right, so and then from a marketing perspective, they there's nothing better than for them to put a billboard up that Galleria 01 sold out in one day because because they got seven more buildings to go exactly. And the hype is real, man. Like that when when people do that. Um, people go crazy like if you actually go to the sales center your likelihood oh yeah people get neurotic people yeah. just lose their mind you're not likely going to rescind when you actually go to the sales center and you see the the chaos that people deal with on a daily basis you're not gonna that's why people want you to go to the sales center so what are you seeing in toronto right now how many condo developments because they're not all selling out like that no so how, like is this very different that you're seeing now? for sure for so sure. describe what you're seeing out there well one there's not a lot of master plan communities anymore, uh, which is okay. cool. And Mike, that's why you like this one so much because yeah. it's a big master plan community. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stats that we'll share later with um, two or more, or sorry, two or less, or four or more projects, and how they appreciate the appreciation on them are, is is way different. Um, like how even in city place versus the whole all the condos in in that C C one or C two district. Um, there's like a 40% increase in appreciation in projects that have uh, four or more buildings, so which doesn't happen often. And um, then to backtrack, to most projects are not selling out anymore. I don't know, it's just too expensive. 
So and those would be the, like the individual condo. Yeah, I could be wrong, but again, these builders they don't share a lot of information. Every these are costs, and it's getting passed down to the consumer. So that's yeah. why you got guys like Brad Lamb that's building in Toronto now, no yeah. longer building in Toronto. He's building out in Hamilton. Yeah, because he could pick up the land for a lot less and still mm-hmm. build a nice building. And but yeah, I haven't seen a sold out built like billboard go up in front of a sales center in the same weekend that they released in a long time. <laughs> So it's happening out a but lot. That's I mean, not, no, but th- that's yeah. also not, but not in the no. same weekend that they release. Like what he said, like yeah. th- that type yeah. of stuff's not normal. No. Like that's not, like that sign to me is something I, I want to stay away from that because yeah. it's, it's not a sign of a healthy market. Maybe yeah. I get in and maybe the market keeps going up, but I prefer, I'm old school boring. Like yeah. I prefer it when the dynamics are good. Like I know a guy that launched a project. When did he launch it? I guess in a few months ago now. And they're at like 80% or 85%. Mm. Which is healthy. Which is which saying. is totally good. They're getting yeah. construction financing. They're going to have, now they get to, to increase their, their rates of these uh, yeah. of these last units. And you know what I mean? But that's kind of like a healthier thing, Absolutely. right? I don't know. I, Sorry, you were going to say what you're seeing same well, day Como, weekends. Yeah, we had the same thing at Como mm. in uh, Stony Creek. That sold out in the weekend. Yeah. So, and it's the, well, what's the price per square foot out there? Uh, high 600s, but again, it was like high that, 600 in that Stony Creek. That's that waterfront uh, oh, okay. location just off of Fruitland there. Like still that's a Stony great Creek. It's a great location, but it's still Stony road? Creek. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. surf right there by the water treatment. And place. when you say Stony Creek, you just surf just in so Lake Ontario by Stony just Creek. Just so you're not totally offense, of offending anyone. You mean just distance from Toronto, not Stony Creek. Yeah, like no, I love dump. Stony Creek out there. Like, no, no, I just no, mean just the distance. like you're like, oh my God. Stony no, Creek's no, in no, Ontario? Just kidding. No. <laughs> I love the whole Golden Horseshoe. No, I'm just, yeah, so thank you, Nick, but I, I just really mean, holy shit, like that's all from all the way from Toronto to Stony Creek and that's the price per square foot. Yeah. So the Oakville one looks pretty attractive yeah, at the same price really point. Compared to what you just yeah, said. Yeah, except one's on the wall, you know, depending on location. I'm just kind of torn, like can the demand continue for this and it looks like yeah it can yeah i don't know the biggest threat so the biggest threats to all like if i just think the biggest threats to the condo stuff it's population growth Mm -hmm. and monetary policy um because if you know there's no access to credit yeah and real estate suffers if interest rates go up real estate suffers and if the population slows down the growth has been insane if it slows down it suffers, and that's why we watch all this stuff so closely. It's yeah. why we're also watching and purpose-built rentals, because once as, purpose-built more, as rentals. more purpose-built rentals are coming onto the market, which there's way more in the pipeline than there has been for the last like thirty years, which, right? but it's still a tiny amount. No, no, it's it's increasing. It's still yeah, relative to things, but it's it's, it's much like it, it's it's an impactful amount because there's actually some numbers beside it. You yeah, know? it's not zero. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's not like three thousand units. It's like tens of thousands. Yeah. I think one year's crossing a hundred. You, you know, so like. So as those come on the, um, uh, not hundred, sorry, not hundred thousand, tens, of, but anyways, as those come on the market, that will change things because the condos really become the apartment building. Yeah, like that. So it's serving a dual purpose. It's serving as the condo building and the apartment. Has building. it become the apartment building or has it become the new starter home? Because yeah, I think so there's I a think, little different. I think, I think up, it depends on up, the city. Yeah, and I would say up until a few years ago, maybe not the new starter home, but as of a few years ago, probably the it's new starter home. It's now even the too. new starter but home with I, some overlap. But I that's guess. what I'm saying. It serves as a condo building and an apartment building, so it's a dual purpose. And when I say condo building, I mean people are buying it for like their their own, you know, their own um, residence, right? But in the past, you weren't getting the condos as as much as uh, like the the percentage of condos being rented wasn't as high, mm. right? That's what's changed the, the the demand. So you can buy these things and rent them a lot. And to be honest, too, the percentage of people buying them as a starter home wasn't as high either. So 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 both things combined, it's just it's caused demand to increase way faster than they can keep up with supply. 
Yeah. And there's some big master plan stuff coming out. Nick, we saw the whole, the poor, I don't know the name of it, but you know, right oh, around Port Credit, how yeah. many freaking buildings yeah. they're going to put up yeah. on all those well, they lanes. Knocked down, what was that, the gas plant there? Was it like a coal te- Texaco, plant? A coal plant? Yeah, coal whatever. There was some industrial there. there that they're turning around. It, it looks actually like looks nice. Be- well, we saw the, yeah, we saw the, the, the you know, the pers- art- artistic renderings of it. It looks yeah. amazing. So I don't know what it's yeah, People really are canoeing in the little creeks yeah. that they built yeah. up to. It looks beautiful. Stink. That place stinks. Like, not like... Not like terribly don't hang out there, but it actually physically stinks yeah. in the summertime. Yeah, does it? Yeah, like the water part there. <laughs> Sorry. You go surfing there too? I, I've surfed oh, there too. It's disgusting. everybody. At this point, we're no, just no. defending everybody I right actually, across the this city. This is something that also happens in Oakville. You can have... Oakville's like, got this pretty serious uh, stench in the, uh, in the summer nights. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like by poor credit, it's it's the same. Yeah, yeah, and you're paying it. millions of dollars to live right by there. So it's tricky. I just, uh, Mike, I never got the chance to ask you there. Uh, the price per square foot on the Brad Lamb stuff, the television city condos, that was yeah. a few years ago. They were sold now. Do you remember price per square foot? So it was expensive back then. It was 670 uh, per square foot. Okay. But at today's standards, that would be cheap. For right probably, where those were. Yeah. Right wow. where they are, the amenities. So are the, they had a pool as well. Too, so two towers right downtown, all glass mm-hmm. condos. Like there's nothing like that that exists even today. Mm-hmm. In, uh, well, yeah, and Hamilton's still having its big... It doesn't exist because they're still not building those yeah, buildings. You are right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Hamilton's right do still. eventually to yeah. redo that whole harbor front, you know, with that whole big master yes. plan community. Yeah. Like I know the yeah, big like, players behind but, it are but, raising funds. Yeah, and they're when getting, that gets released, that'll be big. That's going to be big. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a huge opportunity for a lot of investors. So what happens to the steel there, all the steel plants? Are there steel plants? I just drive yeah. by them. Like, we should do another. Um, I installed an Oracle industrial. database in the middle of one of those steel plants in a shed. <laughs> and somebody, they dropped in a new IBM server. And I was like the guy who came from Oracle to like install the software on it. And they were playing solitaire on it. Like these, <laughs> these steel worker dudes were playing solitaire on this beautiful IBM server that was like the size of half a car. I'm like, holy shit. These guys are just messing around with the server. It's crazy. But we had one of the guys that's kind of working on the behind the scenes on that out at one of the events last year maybe right? yeah that's year right a half ago yeah. one of the one of the year life returns event we should probably revisit that it'd probably be insightful to see where it is now yeah yeah so i just wanted your take do you guys think population continues the biggest thing i can see trending right now is that after canada arrested the Huawei professional uh i think she was a cfo of Huawei or something mm-hmm. about a year ago apparently chinese tourism into canada and immigration into canada is somewhat down in the last 12 months but i don't have data that's just what i'm starting to see in the media so i'm really interested in our immigration data this year because if you're listening to this you should know that as of march 2018 19 this year we released last year's immigration data and we had 425,000 immigrants on a target amount of 310,000. So we went over by 100,000. And that's part of the reason the population growth in this country is just absolutely exploding. See, I think even so, even with what you're saying about the, the, you know, the Chinese kind of current political situation, if you even remove all or a large percentage of Chinese immigration, which, I mean, it's no secret, there's a lot of a funds lot. that have been flown in from, that have come in from China, right, in different areas of, of Canada. Um, so let's say that number goes back down to 300. That's still a big number. And projections are that that number is the, the 400 is even going to kind of grow in future years. But let's say it comes back down to 300. It's still a very solid number. So it's, it's kind of, you know, I think it I think it might continue unless there's other global tra- changes, because compared to other parts of the world, we're still a wonderful place to live winter or not. And the other, but the only thing is, I just hope that regardless of you know, who wins the election, they don't mess around with the immigration policies too much. Like we have such mm. a good immigration system. If they start just opening it wide to like, hey, why doesn't anyone come to Canada? 
I personally don't think you know that's the best way to yeah, do it. Because we've, like, we've we've we have a points based system. We've selfishly had a pretty good. We've system had a with great immigration system. Yeah. Why it's worked well for Canada? Like I mean, like look, man, like we've they let our parents people, in. How many people from <laughs> no? But how many people from the states come to get Toronto? I mean, I've had multiple American friends come to Toronto. They're like, man, like the, the multiculturalism in Toronto is just nuts, and it's nuts, and it, it works out very well compared to a lot of other areas. We yeah. recently had one American and, come who didn't like the multicultural. Yeah. We won't say his name, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, genuinely, it's awesome. <laughs> So, but but that's what I mean. So, like the uh, the, the current points based system is is a. I just hope that that stays in place and it doesn't shift into a, a little bit of a different uh, a different way for for kind of evaluating who gets into the country. There's also no real exodus of Canadians leaving the Golden Horseshoe. Like I don't know really of anyone that has packed up recently you know, to go somewhere point. else. We've like, all hey out this way would be better. Yeah, like if you're born here, it's like most of the people I know. If you're born in Toronto, you now live in like. Mississauga, Oakville, Milton, some, you know, yeah. Guelph. Maybe mm. you moved to London, and that right. was like, whoa, you moved out to London? Yeah. Even though we're seeing more and more of that. True. But you're right. Everyone's kind of still around the Golden Horseshoe somewhere. If mm. oil comes back, though, you'll see more jobs going. Because remember when, when, sure. when, when in Alberta, not, when, yeah. when oil was big, there was more and more people going out to Alberta because there was money there. Yeah, good, yeah. good money. So if that, that changes again, you'll see more of that again. Yeah. So they were leaving Ontario, but not fleeing the country. No. But as a local real estate investor here, sure. That's, it just matters. Were, but even here, during yeah. that time, because uh, Nick and I had some rent-to-own stuff that was happening where people were... Or, or, remember there was one guy, I think it was an investor we were working with, got a job in Fort McMurray and just walked away from a rent-to-own because mm. like, hey, I'm just going to crush it with my income out there. Forget it. Um, wow. And the investor was fine with it. But uh, yeah, maybe we start seeing that kind of stuff again. Who knows? Yeah, but even then, when when the other parts of the country were, were doing that, like we still had a very healthy market. That's the thing. Here. We still had a great market. It was a nice market. slow. It was yeah. actually even almost better. It was a nice was slow balanced. and steady. It was awesome. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause those are, that breeds stability in the market when it's like, when it's like that, it was so, it was nice. Now it's a little bit kind of, I guess it, it came back, it, it kind of settled down, but remember in what was it? 27, what was the crazy spring? 2017? 2017. Yeah, 2017. You could buy something for a million in February and sell it for 1.5 in April. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Mike, what percentage were you going over on offers and not winning deals? I feel like oh, you were going geez. 30% over no? Yeah. In some cases. Yeah. 30% sure. over oh, and not, and losing out on deals. Yeah. That was crazy. With a million dollar average price in Toronto, 30% over is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these were investment properties. So they were probably on properties that were like yeah. what, Mike, 450 yeah, grand. Yeah. 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 They were Still, lesser properties. hundred grand. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but the, so if population, we don't think there's an imminent threat of population just collapsing yeah. in this area. My the, perspective is a little bit different. You guys okay. are good with data and, and stats and stuff, <clears throat> but just traveling so much, it's kind of like what you're talking about. People come to Toronto and they have no idea that it's like this, that it's so cool, that it's diverse, that we have every type of country in our city. We have It is cool. The restaurants, yeah. because of all the different cultures, all the different foods that we I get. I just had relatives Oh my gosh, here. I saw it. Yeah. And I'm sorry to interrupt. No, we'll pick great. up on that. But somebody, I was at a conference in San Diego. Nick, yeah. remember this? Mike, do you remember me? Too? You were there. And some guy stops me he's like tom tom you remember me and i totally didn't remember the guy it was a guy from like iowa okay iowa is that how you say it uh, iowa (laughs) iowa well let's offend iowa (laughs) i don't care iowa i don't know idaho maybe that's next to stony creek right oh (laughs) jeez and and he's like does it stink there
there too? Oh, man. Um, he goes, Tom, Tom, remember I, I consulted with you guys for a couple of days. He was like a CRM consultant that helped us out with some of our database stuff. Okay. And he's like, you took me a place to eat. It was a food. And the oh, food yeah, was called right. shawarma. Yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. I went back home. I told everybody about shawarma. He goes, we don't have a single shawarma place in my na- in my city. And I'm like, dude, you can't get shawarma where no. you live? I'm like, what's wrong? That's that so sucks. We have yeah. shawarma every week, man. Yeah. On every block, there's <laughs> every an block, awesome I go, <laughs> If a week goes by and I don't have shawarma, there's a problem happening. <laughs> but, uh, and yeah. we don't realize it until we hear those So stories. sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Back yeah. to your point. So you're saying that, yeah, yeah. We, we have it going on here. Yeah. My cousins uh, were just here every time I, I, like, I had cousins here from Germany, Australia, and all these random places. And they'll come here and be like, whoa. I forgot you can get everything. Like I can go into Kensington and get Jamaican food, like authentic Jamaican food, and then get Italian food, or then tacos. We're not even anywhere close to Mexico, and we're getting tacos. And Jim and Brian, I've taken them to my favorite burrito spots in Toronto. They're like, dude, we lived in Southern California for 10 years, and this is better than any burrito we've had in, in California. Yeah, the food scene in Toronto is happening right yeah. now, for so sure. There's that factor, that, and then you have like the top five Billboard artists are from Toronto. Like huh. you have... Three of the top five. Really? Who are, so aside from Drake, I don't know. Yeah, you do. Justin Bieber? Yeah. Drake? And The Weeknd. Okay, I was going to say The Weeknd. I'm like, am I so out of touch? He's top five? The Weeknd's the billboard selling, like in terms of sales. Yeah. And um, so there's that factor. And I'm sure you guys have experienced this too. When you go places and you're like, oh, I'm from Toronto five, six years ago, I'd be like, "Uh, Canada. Nick and I were on a cruise when we were kids, and some guys, some kids from Texas said, you're, we said we're from Canada. Yeah. They didn't even know where Toronto was. Yeah. We're from Canada. And they legitimately asked us if we lived in igloos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they thought we lived in igloos. Yeah. And you're right, though. And not only that, I just feel like this is Toronto's moment, too, with the NBA, with the Raptors yes. winning. Yeah. Um, Bianca winning the U.S. Mm. Open. I keep telling my kids because, like, all this good news. TFC won the – I know no one follows the TFC except for yeah. us, but they won the MLS Cup. So I keep telling my kids, I'm like, this isn't normal. You're not no. supposed to have Canadians from Toronto winning stuff or Toronto yeah. sports teams. Don't get used to this. But they think it's like, oh, yeah, Toronto's yeah. awesome. We win all this kinds of stuff. I'm like, no. no. You have to suffer. <laughs> you have to suffer like the rest of us, like me and your uncle. <laughs> and one thing that people loved that I was sharing when during that condo launch was um, I go to New York a lot. I have a lot of relatives there and everyone outside of New York just thinks of New York as New York. But everyone in New York, you have just like Toronto has the greater New York area. So if you're from Queens, you're from New York. If you're from Brooklyn, you're from New York. And if same from Toronto, if you're from Toronto, you're from, you're from Toronto, if you're Mississauga, you're in Oakville. You still say I'm from Toronto. But New York is crazy, where if you go to Queens, which is basically Toronto's Mississauga, the biggest suburb, you don't feel like you're ever leaving the city. And we're starting to feel like that, where you go from Toronto to Mississauga. There's a big difference if you grew up in Mississauga and you're like, whoa, this is Mississauga. But if you're actually like new, you're like, whoa, this is a live city. Like Port Credit's a cool thing now. Celebration Square was is packed all the time. And it reminds me of Queens and... and, and in New York. Yeah, I think most people, you're right. I think because we live here and most investors who live here and invest here, you yeah. don't realize what's happening right. in Toronto. I was recently uh, in Miami and then just seeing the amount of development going on there compared to here. Like yeah. we have cranes everywhere. Yeah. And I know Miami is kind of happening, but it, there's like ba- relative, there's nothing there's happening. There's just one okay. scene. That's it. Yeah, That's yeah. the only thing yeah. you can, like yeah. that, you know, and Toronto is like all these little microcultures of every little thing that's happening. Yeah, I totally feel like this is our growth moment. And, yeah. and, and then when you layer on 
the monetary policy that the U.S. has to continue to have with low interest rates, that just feeds the boom yeah. here. And, and there's this one last thing. GDP growth, I think, is when you study it in economics, it's, uh, it's uh, the, the, the equation is labor times capital, and then they mix in productivity. Here, we have all this labor here because our population is growing, and we have all this capital because hot money's flying in from other countries, but also there's cheap money because of monetary policy in, the, in, in this area. So I'm like, holy crap, are we in an environment where we have like this perfect mix of population and labor? And when you multiply all that together, the economic growth in this area is just going to continue to be fire for a few years. And I don't have the crystal ball. And it's why we're, Nick, it's why we've always been nervous on condo stuff because some of the condos have not always cash flowed. Yeah. But we now have some investors who've made a killing in real estate, Mike, that have worked with you specifically in the last 10 years who are like, hey man, I have X number of dollars in equity sometimes several million, and now my kids, I want them to have a condo in Toronto, so I don't care if it doesn't cash flow. I'm taking some equity out of some of my rental properties, and I'm gonna buy two condos in Toronto. Yeah. And that's then also feeding the market, right? For that last project that Carlo and I were involved with, we had mm -hmm. renters, well, one specifically, that put an offer on a condo, yeah, not for themselves to move into, to rent out, because yeah. they've been in their rental at uh, Young and Eglinton for so long that they're yeah. pay paying way below market, that they see it as advantageous yeah. that they buy and then lease for market rent. That's cool. I never thought about that. That's yeah. smart. So they're yeah. going to stay where they stay are. Where they are. Yeah, because yeah. of rent controls. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, have, huh. I have multiple friends like that that will, will own condos and they will not give up their rental because it's way cheaper. Like the same, we were talking about this during the presentation, the average rent in August for a one-bedroom in downtown Toronto jumped up to $24.50. And... If you started renting five, six years ago in Toronto, you're talking about 1400 bucks probably for that unit. Yeah, and just on that note, uh, my mind was blown when Andrea and our team was sharing her numbers on a mm -hmm. duplex that she bought, yeah. and she rented out the top floor in, Ham I think that was Hamilton. Yes. She bought this house for like 500 and change. She rented out the top floor for 2125, and I think she's renting out the bottom for 1600. Yeah. So that's like a, it's this one prop. We would have rented out that whole home about five years ago for 1750, mm -hmm. 1800 yeah. bucks. Now that one home is generating what's 2125 3125 oh, 30, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, $3,600. $3, Whereas just a few years ago, that one property for the investor would have generated like $1,700, $1,800 in income. Wow. It's almost double. Yeah. It's crazy. So uh, anyway, uh, just any other on the rates On the rates note, I, I'm thinking, when's the Fed announcement? Tomorrow. 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 So, so yeah, by the time this is I out, think they they might, they'll yeah. have announced. So I think they might cut. I think Canada's going to hold off, though. I don't think they're going to. They're I, just going to play they, stubborn. Like I, we're I in think control. they're going to hold, hold off for the rest of the year. Are we yeah, betting cases of sure. Don Julio? Just kidding. I'm not no, kidding. I mean, you I can't make sense of to, the bankers. Which which will help yeah. short term because our, it's just our dollar is so weak. Up, I don't think they want our dollar this week. I think they want the dollar. Yeah, and now that established. there's this oil problem with Saudi bombing or whatever all that was all yeah. about. I could be yeah. wrong, but we'll see. That's my that's what my gut tells me. But but long term, as the Fed cuts, Canada can't hold on yeah. for long. They need a cheaper dollar. So uh, it, it, the U.S. dollar cheapens the Canadians. Yeah. And we it. might get a stronger dollar. Um, yeah, I wonder how strong we might get a stronger dollar just with all this oil stuff going on. Could I yeah. think it's going to be short lived? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Know. I have no clue either. I it's, lean on you guys for that information. I just, well, what does this mean? Does it mean the world's going to melt? That's literally new. when I text you. It's too new. Well, apparently there's Brazilian forests on fire. Well, the, the actual globe is going to melt. I don't care about the economy. The economy is like is what it is. Mike, were you going to? I see you looking at something. Were you going to yeah, mention nope. it? No, yeah, nope. yeah, okay. 
Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the chat. Mike, take care of all your bandages, please. If you're going to inject <laughs> blood back into your body, His please Kobe. tell us. Nick, you need some damages. No, you I'm look going like to the airport right now. I'm flying to Peru. <laughs> I'm going to beat you there, man. <laughs> thanks, guys. Carlo, thank they you. Do it. We give you a hard time. I appreciate this, man. Thanks, thanks man. Guys. No problem. Hey, everyone. So hopefully you enjoyed that chit chat. Definitely a bit of a casual uh, episode. Um, if you are looking for some real estate investing data, the best place to go to from us right now is rockstarinnercircle.com. We have our books available for free downloads on there. We have reports available. We have the class that we host in the office here available for you to register off that website as, as well as links to different videos that we put out. So we're trying to put a bunch of Canadian specific real estate information all in one place. And that place is rockstarinnercircle.com. Com. Thank you for everyone leaving us reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate it. If you haven't had a chance to and you feel like we've earned it, please do so. That's it for now. Until next time, your life, your terms.